Conan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. That is good. That is good. What is going on, everybody? Bam here, Fly Monkeys Board Gaming Podcast for Board Gaming was easy. It would be your mom. Man, I can't talk this morning. Uh, happy Friday. It is November 4th, 2022. And I hope you guys are getting a head start on the weekend and enjoying yourselves. With that being said, real quick, Lord Marshall update. The numbers are coming in. Uh, Jason Horn has been tabulating stuff from last year. And last year for the Lord Marshall season, we had 100, 110 plus events. So just for a little Midwest conference to have 110 plus events, it's pretty super cool. And then uh, there was 847 players last year that went through the Lord Marshall. Uh, unique, uh, unique individuals in BCP. So, uh, pretty dope, man. Almost uh, let's get the numbers up. And uh, eight hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people enjoying the conference, hundreds of events, uh, which is super dope. Uh, so, congratulations all out there in the Lord Marshall, helping it, pushing it, getting it going. Uh, we got a good thing here, and I hope to keep it that way. Uh, with that out of the way, we talk about our experience at the U.S. Open, our games at the U.S. Open, what the meta is. And uh, I guess War Minds are Bullshit is going to be the title of this episode. Uh, that was kind of my personal experience at the U.S. Open. Uh, made some new friends, played some good games, had a good time, but uh, Spore Minds are Bullshit. So with, without further ado, oh shit, one more thing. Uh, Snarky Sayings. Uh, Snarky Sayings is a, is a sponsor of this podcast. So, if you need some 40k stickers, objective markers, uh, game aids, koozies with your chosen faction on it, t-shirts, hats, uh, dice bags, I've seen about everything out of, uh, out of Ben. It's all super high quality stuff, uh, handmade by him and his wife, uh, super awesome. I've got objective markers, um, I've got a dice bag, I think I've got a koozie, uh, all of course with wolves on them, but space wolves, and he does all the other factions. But go check out Snarky Sayings on Etsy. And uh, get in touch with Ben Spears, and uh, he will gladly hook something up for you. He makes all the uh, all the objective markers for the con, etc., etc. Hell of a craftsman. So, uh, snarky sayings on Etsy. Now, I'll shut up. Now, here's the episode. Flying Monkeys Wargaming Podcast. Before Wargaming was easy to be your mom. Main host Bam is here. Uh, tonight, man, it might just be uh, it's just going to look like me and Dan Sam is talking to each other. Sean Dilly bitched out. Scott, uh, Scott Sasser has some work stuff to do. So, fresh off the U.S. Open in KC. Uh, what's happening, Dan? How much? We got. We spent the weekend at KC Open. We were talking about that. Uh, a little bit of a <laughs> a Metal Watch article dropped today that I want to talk about some. And uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to cover, Dan? Uh, Mid Mo's this weekend. Yeah, Mid Mo this weekend. So we'll talk about that. You're going to Mid Mo, aren't you? Yeah, and I. I lost your audio, Dan. Your audio went away. Stand by for Dan and getting his uh, his audio fixed. All right, we uh, are back to having Dan have an audio, and uh, Dilly is joining us in his car. Promises it's the last week of rugby. Uh, next week it'll be like 
rehab or something like that. But we'll see. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> so, uh, Dilly, myself, and Dan all went to the U.S. Open. Uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't see how Sean's out. He went. Sean, at the end of the day, you were you were undefeated into day one, weren't you? Yeah, day one I was three zero. Yeah, and uh, day one I wound up two and one. I think Dan was three and zero day one. No, I was I was two and one. I I had some rough matchups. Yeah, I I guess we can go through those, kind of get into it. Uh, before we get there, the usual guys. I don't know if any of us have done any hobby time or dojo time. I've kind of just been a, a lump on the log this week, so my uh, my back has been hurting like a motherfucker. I'm not sure if those eight games did it in or what, but dude, my back was killing me. And Cam had one of those massage guns, and it was amazing. I literally ordered one on Amazon. I just got here tonight. <laughs> fucking get one, dude. Get one. Be, be hollering at your lady. Hey, come use this gun on my back. So, oh, you can do it yourself. It's nice. Yeah, it's, uh, I need to. I need to do something because I. Uh, I, I woke up the other night with back spasms and it was not a good time. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's that's kind of why I'm looking forward to Minmo this weekend. But I I should not have signed up for back to back weekends. I'm paying for it. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, back to the U.S. Open. Uh, let's. Uh, I guess let's get through our games, and after we get through our games, kind of talk about our thoughts. You know uh, about the event itself. Uh, you know, for those who don't know, U.S. Open went down last weekend. It was Friday through Sunday up at the, the Sheraton in Kansas City. And uh, Sean's, Sean's home stopping around. Uh, I got a baby brother up there, so I was able to crash with my baby brother and not have to pay any money, which was nice. So, and then Dan, it was just kind of a hop down to, he's about the same distance to Kansas City that I am to Kansas City. So, uh, I guess uh, day one, I'll fire it off, man. I... Uh, you know, like I said, I went, I went two and one. I need to go find my damn games now. That I'm running my mouth. Uh, I made you mine. Yeah, go ahead, man. If you want to start off. Yeah. So I brought uh, Nid Kraken, Spormine, Trash. I didn't even understand the list until the night before. It's pretty good. Um, I, I knew a lot of the list, but I actually, I actually read the book the night before, and that helped me learn a lot of abilities I didn't realize that Nids had. So anyway. Uh, game one, I played against Custodes, and he was Emperor's Chosen. But even with the four up against Mortals, it was still too much. And uh, I think he hung back, expecting me to send my uh, Harpy in. But I just, I just kind of, because it can, it can double turns, so it just kind of went back and forth along my back lines, and I, eventually, I just kind of whittled him down until till he didn't have much left. Uh, and then game two, I ran into Andrew Gagno playing Tau. I did not want to play Tau. And didn't want to play a good player playing Tau. Um, but I basically just said, fuck it, because it's a bad matchup for me. Put my Harpy on the... Put a lot of my stuff pretty aggressive, I mean, as, as much as I could. And then uh, ended up go, I rolled rolled a two to go first. He rolled a one. So then uh, then my Harpy, who's doesn't have any buffs or any, you know, any, any way to increase his damage, decided to go up to Riptide and, and do 13 wounds to it. So almost just one shot of Riptide. Um, yeah. Did you hear what I said to Ganyo? Ganyo and I were joking around. Uh, I, I said the Dan Salmon School of How to Win Games. It was go first. Go first. <laughs> we're all good. That's my plan. I mean, I could have reserved it, but I was like, screw it. I need to go first. But uh, but long story short on that one, I just I just hosed his pro- – I, mean, I went first, rolled well. I probably rolled better than average, and he honestly rolled below average. Um, and then to make matters worse, I just like – 
he didn't score primary for turn two and turn three, I don't think, because I just kept stealing his primary. Because I killed, he didn't have a lot of obsec, but I killed those fast and was able to just take his home objective with like raveners and stuff like that. So uh, ended up ended up getting a, I don't know, probably like a twenty point win on him. And then uh, game three ran into Lennon uh, playing. Uh, crack question real quick. Did Did Daniel like no nids? Because it seemed like everything you're telling him is surprising him stat wise. I think yeah, he had the he's got the same impression that I did while I was playing nids is like just I was like he kept asking stats I was like dude their stats are just one higher toughness and one more wound than they should be and that kind of you know everything's most of it's four wounds and T five when it has no right to be but that was a story of my fucking weekend man yeah <laughs> but then as uh, so a game three I played uh, Lennon and both playing Kraken nids I like my list slightly better than his um, anyway. He's got his same list here in Chicago. I don't have the, the walking hype around. I just have more shit. Um, but the the crux of, crux of this game is we, you know, it's basically a mirror match. So and the, it was uh, I don't remember what mission it was, but it was it was one that whoever went second got a big advantage. Uh, so he went second, which means basically it means that I have to be aggressive into him. I have to make the move. So like turn one, I went up with my harpy and killed this spore assist, which definitely helps. But uh, I think it was turn two, I failed a six inch charge with my raveners uh, on one of the flanks, and that was that was basically game because once I failed that charge, rather than me picking up and and basically winning that flank, I went from winning that flank to losing that flank, and and he was able just to just to kind of roll me back when I just lost a ravener unit for free. So I ended up losing that one by like. I don't know, 20, 20 points or so. And I will say a lot of these games, uh, we'll talk about the end, but I don't know all my games finished. Um, but it was kind of the point where like after I failed that charge against Lennon and then he did his clap back against me, it was pretty obvious that I, I was never going to win that game. So in uh, the way the because the tournament format, no battle points, you know, once you kind of know who's going to win the game, there's, very little reason to actually keep playing, which was kind of a something I noticed on the weekend that for a lot of people it felt like. So, but that that was my day one. So, lot two one had played two two top tier opponents and then a, a, a good Castell player too. So, yeah, I uh, well, guess my game one I remember now it was against a Thousand Sons and a student named Isaac Davis, and uh, he did pretty good. He uh, I kind of. I did not do what I thought I was going to do turn one. And so it kind of put me on my back heel and uh, I wound up pulling it out, but I got a hundo out of it and I've got a hundred to 49 for round one. Uh, round two was against a guy named Ethan Curran. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, but he was a towel player and uh, he had like two hammerheads and two broadsides. Seemed like he brought like all the rail guns. And, dude, I just, I don't know, man. That's kind of the good thing about, like, bringing MSU or bringing, like, small units of five. You know, whenever someone has a rail, like, I had no vehicles. You know, I had no things that were big to, like, shoot rail guns at. I just, you're basically shooting rail guns at storm shields. And so it was like, whatever, man. Just, if you kill it, you kill it. And, uh, <clears throat> but I wound up winning that game, uh, 86 to 39. Uh, he did misposition his hammerheads. And uh, he put his hammerheads way too close to where, like, Wolfguard and Wolfing can get into him. And so I had the hammerheads killed pretty quick. And then the rest of it was just basically, you know, chasing the shit down as he fell back and killing it, you know, for the rest of the game. 
And then round three, uh dude named Benjamin Fredrickson, which he wound up, I think, having a pretty good tournament because uh round seven I saw him up on like table like four or five, so he was he was probably doing pretty well. And that dude, man, uh he, he just I couldn't hang, man. <laughs> just uh spore mines for whatever reason. And uh and the uh god damn it, the Reavers. You know, like I just I hadn't played Tyranids in a bit and I hadn't been in that book in a bit. And he was explaining to me what Kraken does and explaining to me how, you know, things work and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah and and then uh seeing the Reavers in action with Kraken, it's just disgusting. You know, and it's like there's AP shooting, you know, on top of AP shooting, you know, there's there's AP in close combat, there's a bazillion attacks. And like you said, Dan, they're T five with like four wounds. It's just it's like how many points is that model again? You know, and they tell you the points, and you just want to fucking cry. Uh, so I wound up the day day one. I wound up two and one. And uh, Billy, how'd you go for day one? Uh, day one went three and zero. I was playing uh, Halo Doom Eldar, which didn't really want to be playing them, and I'll explain that later in the tournament. But uh, I've been playing Chaos Space Marines, as you guys know, so that was kind of what my passion is right now. We're playing playing forty k as well. Uh, but let's play Heldar. Uh, first, Michael Roberts was in the Thunderhawk. Uh, he got first, shot some stuff, and I went. Uh, honestly, if he would have been super aggressive turn two, he probably could have tabled me, which was a little scary to see. Um, but luckily enough, he was not. Then my stuff came in and then, uh, came 94 to like 50-something. Uh, turn two or round two was against uh, Knight Chaos Knights. A uh, little bit of the same story. I mean, it's just I, I think Halo Doom does really well into uh, the high toughness stuff. So I mean, six is auto wounds, pretty good. Then you just guide it, uh, knocks everything down. That was another pretty similar scoreline, ninety four to something like uh, fifty sixty, and then round. Th- Three was against uh, Demon Slayer. I'm not. I'm still not totally huge on demons. I still think they're an okay codex. I mean, they're propped up by uh, like two data sheets and stuff like that, and it's all flamers and stuff. But luckily enough, I was able to get. Um, I was able to kill his keeper. Secrets turn one, knock his uh, bloodthirster down to eight wounds, so he was just a turn away from being killed. Killed the unit of flamers, and like. Knocked another unit of flamers down to like two or three bottles. So I just had a phenomenal turn one. Um, and from there, kind of just, just steamrolled. He, he made it a game, but I kind of just steamrolled rolled it from there. Uh, I won that game, I think, 80 to 60 or something like that. Yeah, I, I'm of the same opinion on that Demon Codex. I, you know, maybe other people see something I don't see, but some of my locals are real hot on it right now. And, like I played against it, and like the guy had all the stuff. He had the big bird with the impossible cloak. He had the the damage limited bloodthirster. He had the flamers, and you know maybe it was that GW terrain to a certain extent. But I was able to kind of do what I wanted to against that army. Uh, it's, what's your take on that demon book, Dan? Uh, so I played I played demons twice coming up, and then I played. Manny with a thousand sun and flamers. So, like everyone said, flamers are bullshit. But honestly, the the demon, the the better demon lists have fewer big monsters. Like their big monsters aren't 
like, well, I mean, I could, let me talk about my games real quick for day two. So, because uh, then I can just explain it there. Um, so day two, I played round four. I played Thousand Sons. Uh, Robert Jones is the Goonhammer guy. Um, That's on Churikin. Yeah, Robert Jones. So we we played that. Uh, I took I this is the only time I took a tier in its secondary, and it was a mistake, and it almost cost me the game. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, that's that's what I learned from that one. But we had like a super close game, like a two point game. Um, but he was playing T Suns. He did not have flamers. Uh, but I can't I can't remember much about that game except it was really cagey. Um, and then so then after that was the top cut and I I snuck in just because everyone I played previous had really good records so I got was made the top 16 barely uh, so then round five I played another crack and mirror uh, this guy's list was I think this is what you're seeing right now um, he was playing Kraken but he had a termagant and a turvagon which are in my opinion way better in still in Leviathan because then you can keep the buffs on them all game yeah. His list was kind of one of those, like, wants to get away from Leviathan, but doesn't have... I don't... I, he liked it, but I, I used to think it would be better than Leviathan, but so his list, to me, felt a little bit off. Um, but it was it was fine. It was a good game. Uh, I think me having the more Kraken-oriented units uh, definitely tilted that in my favor. And then uh, I, I got the, the better Alpha Strike and took out his OPSEC, which made it on the on his his gargoyles and his tiered warriors, I killed all those and basically he down to one opsic unit, which really hurt in that game. Um, and then round five, I played against. Or that was round five. Round six, I played against the demon player. So this guy was playing uh, Bellacor, the Bloodthirster, and a Lord of Change, three units of flamers. Um, and then he had like an exalted flamer person, and then. Like two units of bloopers and one unit of bloodletters. Um, Get another character like a. Oh a yeah, he had a chariot, like that, right? a chariot in there too. He was my round four point that I lost to, but I'll go oh, with so that. I avenged, I avenged Sean. Um, <laughs> but like for me, the Bellacor's was really hard for me to kill. I think he's hard for a lot of people to kill. But like the chicken is really good. He's one of those pieces that you're just not going to get value. In my opinion, he's a you know he's the. T- Type of, he's kind of like the biovores and stuff. The the longer the game goes on, the more his value comes into play. So he's able to like deal enough wounds throughout the game, but he's not like explosive damage. And then the bloodthirster is it's only one model. Like it's good, but it can only be in one place. And it's you know that's kind of my opinion. But uh, you know that game. This is what I think is really annoying about the GW train, and I'm sure you can talk about it at the end. But those flamers are like perfectly suited for GW terrain because you can put them in the big runes up, you know, an inch away from the wall. And basically if your opponent leaves their big runes, they're going to be able to shoot you because they have, they have enough speed to hit the middle, to touch the middle, to, to ignore the obscuring trait and then shoot whatever's there. And so, but I, and I had uh, so my list having those two solo pyrovores and the harpy, I had enough little stuff that I was able to, Use the, like, I'm going to charge your flamers with my Pyrovore. Are you going to Overwatch? No. So then I'd make the charge. I can't Overwatch. And then I'd charge with my Raveners or something like that. So you, ha- you have to really go out of your way to uh, 
to try to kill him, or, you know, to get him killed. And then if, if you, you know, in one of those games, I, I, I tied him up, I touched him in combat with like the harpy, I think. And he just uh, used the Bellicor spell and just teleported him, you know, deep struck him out of combat. So they can be pretty annoying to kill, but I don't know. I think, I think demons, like the less big things you have just means the more stuff you have, and like, the better off you are. So, but that was my, that was my day too. So I ended up, I ended up, you know, sneaking the top sixteen and then going undefeated, so making the top four. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't have quite that luck. So I, I, uh, I went two and one day one. Uh, day two, I started off. I got a win. Uh, when I play against a guy named Nathan Baldwin, and that was the demons player. Like I said, he had the the bloodthirster, the keeper, the Lord of Change, uh, three units of flamers, and. I was just basically like, if I was going to charge, I'd almost add like two inches to my charge just to charge from behind the wall. Like I, I'd go to the other side of the wall where all the flamers couldn't see me. And those flamers just aren't that great when you can charge them in close combat and they can't shoot at you. And so that was kind of how I was dealing with a lot of the flamers. Um, after a while, you know, I shot at him a few times just to see what the three up envelope, what my feelings on it were, but it was pretty annoying. So I just, mm-hmm. after a bit, I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm just going to find a way to charge him from Kool-Aid Man range. So, but uh, the Bloodthirster one was hard to take out as I thought. Like uh, one turn, I got some pretty good melts on him and put the, the eight wounds on him. And then the next turn, I managed to put like, you know, the other the other wound cap and shooting and any other wounds in close combat and just take him off the board, which was which is pretty solid. And it was, that was a good game, dude. That guy was a fun guy. Uh, but game five, I uh, got beat. A guy, uh, Daniel Sanson. I think I'm saying this name right. Uh, he's a really good player. Uh, playing nids and fucking spore mines. Uh, man, that was, I, you know, and again, I lost. So, like, I was looking back, I went through, and I've been trying to use the ITC battles or whatever it's called now for Goon Haber to track my games the last few months and, like, all of my tournament losses have been either the Necrons or Tyranids. Like, that's been all my tournament losses, playing with Space Wolves. You know, so I can't... I don't really think it's anything to, like, hang my head about. But, like, it's just frustrating that, like, that's the hard... You know, it's just the hard counter to my list. But also, Space Marines are just ball sack right now. And hey, what about Blood Angels? I haven't played Blood Angels. I, I have not played Blood Angels since like Alex went into his semi-retirement thing. And the last time I played Blood Angels was when I was still playing that sister's list. Um, and that was, fuck, that was before this edition. So I just don't, there's not any Blood Angels players here locally that are really competitive. Um, we got one guy who plays Blood Angels, but he builds like a, a smorgasbord list where, you know, he's got his whirlwind, his redemptor, his... You know, his, his units he's bought over the years to add to his Blood Angels army, and he's not really out playing competitively. So there's, there's no sense in even getting those games in for tournaments. But uh, not but that Daniel, dude, uh, it was a good game. And uh, I I wouldn't say I got – I didn't get frustrated with him. I got frustrated with just the fact that, like, I don't know if you saw – I think Sean might have walked by at one point in time, and you looked at the board state of that game, and, like, I just – I own the board. Like, I own the board. Like, two-thirds of the board were mine. You know, I was closing in, like, to go for this kill move. And he just, for whatever reason, just, like, if you could roll hot mortals, he rolled hot mortals. Every smite was a big smite. 
you know, and then of course, you know, it's zone throw, so it's like a plus whatever. Like one time, he got eight mortals off a of smile on me. And then, and on like six spore mines, he rolled. I don't know how many fives or sixes. It's like my unit doesn't even have that many fucking wounds. Like, cool, man. That's awesome. You know, just just to throw some more out there for the next turn. But one turn, I I don't know how many mortal wounds it was. It felt like it was fucking a ton. But there was, I went from one turn having like three units of Wolfen, a captain, and then like a couple other small units to like having nothing in the middle of the board. And it was just like, cool, I guess I'll fuck myself. And uh, (laughs) I wound up losing like 81 to 75. So, you know, I didn't get blown out or killed, but I felt like I should have won that game. You know, and just, and, and I think something like, and this is what I think the frustrating part with Tyranids is for me to, I don't mind losing when I feel like it's player skill, but I don't like losing when I feel it's just like stupid rules, you know, and, and I do think that there's some rules in that book that definitely need cleaned up. You know, the fact that you can detonate one spore mine or all the spore mines, that you can just choose not to do it and wait for something else to come through. You know, it's just it's just a ridiculous premise, and you know, and it, I guess we'll get into it a bit later when we talk about the you know the Meta Watch. You know, I don't know if you guys watched the YouTube video or the uh, read the article about the Meta Watch, but they they went on and on like jerking themselves off, talking about how like the best approach to dealing with balance is a soft touch and. You know, just doing stuff slowly and incrementally over time. And the whole time I'm watching this, like, I'm wanting to scream at the fucking thing. Like, what about Votan, motherfuckers? You know, like, you guys you guys didn't slowly or anything over time. It was like you whacked that whole army on the PP to where it won't even get played for a while. You know, and I just... They don't have... I mean, look at Orcs. They they decimated Orcs in, in one after three months. And then we're going on... If you count Crusher, we're going on... It'll be a, a solid year of Tyranids. So over at least a solid year of Tyranids being stupid and Tau and you know it's there's no consistency in what they do. So but. and it's you know I don't know it's it's cool. I, I mean I, I'm I'm happy for Tyranids players and I, and I'm glad Tyranids players because they did have a shit book for the longest time. You know, but the but the fact is, is that that book has not been shit for a while now. You know, it's probably it needs some it needs some work still. And and uh, so again, there was my second loss was to Tyranids, and like I think that for whatever reason kind of just took the steam out of my weekend and me wanting to you know you know push too hard. But then I was gonna drop, and then uh, you guys know Josh Stewart. Like uh, I got paired up with Josh Stewart. And, like, that's my boy, man. So, like, there was no way, like, I was going to drop and, like, leave him hanging empty. And so we were – and plus he's playing Dark Angels. And he had all the Dark Angels Terminator spam. And I'm like, okay, we're just going to go karate in the middle of the board and see whose karate is the best. And so that wound up being my end cap for day two. And uh, so I finished four and two after two days and get to play my dude Josh Stewart and had a good time. But – and then – uh was What's that? Day, was Dilly's day two? Yeah. Uh, my day two went one and two. So, uh, right, going in three and zero. Oh, played against the Doom player that Dan played round five. Um, overall, like I felt like it was a pretty solid game. I didn't feel like I was truly out of it until like 
turn two or turn three where I just made this gigantic, ginormous error that basically cost me the game. And that was kind of the uh, the MO of day two for me. Uh, but I was under the impression that uh, Howling Banshee still shut off Overwatch for the base. It's now just whenever they charge. So charge Howling Banshee into Flamers, shut off Overwatch, and then uh, charge Scorpions into Flamers. But turns out uh, he could kill Overwatch because of the FAQ. So uh, Scorpions got killed in Overwatch, and he held the middle. He held more. He you know, got a banner. So he got grind, and it just like you know snowballed from there. And then I couldn't come back because I was just in a poor position. I kind of did a midnight kind of turn to do this combo uh, that uh, ultimately failed on me. Um, so that was like I think it was like an eighty something to sixty nine loss. Um, but like I said, I still never fell out of it. If I think I played that match again, I could probably be just fine and win it or make it even closer if I still lose. Um, round two, I play Chaos Knights with some Flamers uh, souped in. Uh, I lost that one too. Uh, unfortunately, he had like the Baby Knight list that was just perfectly teched for my Spammy Eldar. Um, it was just like all chain cannons, all Flamers, like Everything with the uh, with the lots amount of shots, which my army did not want to see. Um, but again, I felt like that was a pretty solid game going into turn two. Uh, but then going in my turn two, I was bringing some reserves in, and I totally forgot to shoot a unit of Dire Avengers. Uh, and turns out that's how you lose games. Uh, left a uh, <laughs> left a knight on four wounds in the middle of the table, uh, which gave him like his his. I can't remember the secondary where you have dread range and within objective markers and stuff like that. Um, and then he would have gotten like the whole more and like, so it just, it was another thing where it's just like, man, leaving this one night alive, uh, snowballed and a bunch of stuff. Like under turn three, my, my support weapon <laughs> had to shoot into that night to kill it rather than a full health night. So that felt bad. Um, but yeah, just another little uh, more salt to the wound is basically what that one was. Uh, and then round uh, six, I played against uh, the Abaddon Dog Walker list. Um, he was really aggressive. He just kept shooting his knights up, um, just kept flying up into my half the table and holding my objective. So turn two, I score zero primary, but I like pick up three knights a turn kind of thing every time he does that and then eventually he just ran out of resources and I just had too many bodies um, and I was able to win that one uh, I think it was 80 plus to around the 50-60 mark too but that was a fun game um, he was a good opponent I would like to play him again I know he's a Kelly guy he said he he runs D&D &D games for a living which is I think pretty fun to hear but yeah uh, so after day two uh, four and two um, and then day three, I dropped because the salt was flowing. I wasn't really having fun playing Eldar. So, or day three, I dropped because of, like I said, the mistakes just really got to me. It just wasn't having fun. I just you know, wanted to join my weekend at that point. So decided to drop day three and I'm going to yeah. hop over to my computer. So I will join you guys. All right. Well, we'll continue on. So <laughs> it was, yeah. So my, my round seven. 
Uh, I don't, did I get to tell you what happened? Like they, I didn't have a parent an opponent for round seven because they no showed, and and they dropped. And I went over and like there was a weird number, so like I wound up getting paired up with the dude that was five and one. And like they kind of, I don't know, man. Like the they kind of joked about like being space wolves or whatever. And I was like, you know, so I don't know. I just kind of was like, okay, I got a point to prove now, so I'm gonna play the shit out of this game, and. Cause that dude was five and one and I went over and like, he was playing sisters and dude, I fucking hate those sisters secondaries, man. Like sisters, basically it's like, put your model on the objective and score 14 points. Like, and it's not like any, it's just like an objective. It just seems like they don't have to like, I don't know. They made those six, those, those sister secondaries, like so dummy proof that just, if you exist on the board, you're going to score those secondaries. And I can see what that army's where it's at tier wise. But I wound up playing the the sisters player, and dude, we had a good game. It was for a while. I think it could have went ever, either way, and then uh, I just think it kind of got away from him. I killed Morgan Vall. Um, I just yeeted my Smashlin at him at her. <laughs> it was like, and he was chapter mastered. So I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick it up and and roll everything and hope for sixes. And I wound up getting like quite a few sixes. And then when I went to run and do the, uh, on the, I had a, you know, that, that, that relic Sarius does mortal wounds on sixes. So I was hoping on sixes to wound and I got a few sixes to wound as well. So wound up killing her. And at one point in time I killed Celestine and he rolled for Celestine to stand up and actually rolled a one, which I probably celebrated way too hard. So like, I'm sorry, dude, that was, it was a little rude, but. It's uh, it doesn't happen too often. So, and I won that game, and so at that point I was six and two or six, five and two, five and two, and I was beat, dude. My back hurt. Uh, I was leaning over that table that whole game, and I've been telling myself like I need to sit down on my turn, or I went on my opponent's turn and just chill the fuck out, and I didn't do that. So. But uh, by the by, that game eight, my back hurt so fucking bad, and like I wasn't in contention for pod two. Um, I played up into pod one, and it didn't matter. So I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking bounce and get home a few hours early, and uh, spend some time with my wife. So yeah, that wound up being my day, my day three. So let's let's hear your shenanigans, man. Uh, so day three, I was top four. I was talking with man night four and. Manny really, really, really wanted to get paired into me on round seven, and I did not want to play in round seven because it definitely was a mission that favored him. Yeah. Because uh, he could play. It's a, it's a super priority. So he could play extremely defensive and another one uh, where I had to come into him. So anyway, the pairings go up, and of course I'm paired into Manny. So I think I played it right. I made one little mistake with, with my targeting. Um, I knew his Terminators were heroic. Uh, on like turn two when I went with Ravener unit, I should have put more attacks into his uh, Terminator to kill more. Basically, if I would have done a little bit more damage and actually, you know, had a little bit more damage go through and kill his Terminators, um, then that might have been enough to swing the game. But there's just too many alive after I had my kind of go turn, so uh, he ended up winning that. And that was one of those. It was like like I said, it was maybe, maybe like turn three, and you could just see that I was gonna be I was gonna lose the game. So there's no we just kind of. Got your in threes, like, all right, you're going to win. All right, let's add up the points and be done. Um, 
So then game seven, uh, game seven, honestly, I, I got paired in another demon player. This guy, this guy was running, I think, a better demon list. He had uh, the three units of flamers, of course, you know, two units of bloodletters, uh, maybe three units of bloodletters. Um, then he had just Bellacore. And then he had a bunch of, you know, a bunch of Zinx chariots, uh, a couple of corn cannon chariot things. Uh, so just it was just more shit. And the chariots are pretty pretty annoying for their points. Um, but it was we I wanted to go to IKEA, so uh, I just ran at him, <laughs> and that doesn't work out very well. So did you want meatballs, or are you getting furniture? I needed to get a new another Detolf case, the display case. Mm. So I basically just ran at him because I didn't want to play a three hour game. So ran at him, uh, my stuff died, and then I left. So, but it was a nice quick game. I I know uh, the guy sees the guy who ended up. Second or third, whatever it is, uh, Brand. He used to be a, a good War Machine player. So, but after after eight games, it was uh, I was I was done. So that was that was my my uh, day th day three. Yeah, definitely wasn't upset that I uh, I dropped. That's for sure. I still had a fun Sunday. Did you, did you not <laughs> play on Sunday? No, I said yeah, I dropped okay. just because of of the salt of playing uh, Eldar and being uh, loose with it, not as practice. So. Yeah, the passion was not there. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think it was a good event, and he, this is what I noticed throughout the event. Like, kind of like I mentioned earlier, it felt like a lot of games there wasn't much of a point to play them out once the game was kind of decided. There's no point to like try to get battle points or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, I fucking hate GW Train because yep. everyone, every game, I'm an inch away from the wall. I'm an inch away from the wall. I'm an inch away from the wall. And that's that literally, I don't know how many times I heard that and said that over the entire weekend. Uh, but it got, it got pretty exhausting. And then, you know, you're, it just was, I don't know. So I, I say the judging, cause we had a, we had a couple judge questions come up, uh, nothing too crazy, but the, the judges did a good job uh, looking things up and giving us answers. But um, I never had any of my games deal with this time, but there was people every single round, like especially after the first round of each day when there was lunch, there was people playing their game well over an hour into the like hour after the round it ended, and like basically, I think the round got over at twelve thirty, and it was like maybe pushing one thirty, and there's still people playing when the next round was supposed to start because they didn't do clocks and like we, I don't know, the 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 way they the way they make games finish just feels i don't know it feels really bad i guess as somebody just i just seeing it happen like the way they were handling that i was not a fan like, yeah put, pe put people on clocks make them use their time and, and be done with it but like no or when the round is over you walk up the table and you literally say finish your turn you know finish the turn you're on and be done like but they they want all these games to come to natural conclusions but but they uh but like if people play slow you don't get to finish your game tough shit yeah, so. I I don't like I don't know I one thing I didn't like that I heard at this one which I haven't heard any of the others was it the first where they said that you know they don't believe in a punishment system of yellow or red cards I, I thought like that's this is the wrong crowd to probably say that to like <laughs> I think if you're if your belief is you don't want to card players you don't want to punish clip players you know maybe that's something to keep on the inside because there was there was definitely clowns there that would take advantage of that type of stuff, you know, and, and there was stuff getting taken advantage of. Like, you know, we saw the, 
uh, what the the one game on stream where two notoriously super slow players got to what turn two and a half. Well, it was like man, it was Manny and Naden. Like, I mean, I think Naden's the one like on LVO one year like got through two turns on his clock. Like, I mean, but yeah, just two notoriously slow players that I don't I don't know if it's true. Yet, or I haven't watched the stream yet, but I think Naden's walk turn took like an hour or something is what somebody said. So yeah, I heard, I heard the same still, thing. It's it's. It is like that you said, two notoriously slow players. You know that was the other thing, and I did notice, and it, it's 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 still less than you it should be. Um, but like I went and bought, I don't own any Tyranids, but I went and bought the deck of cards because it has has all the synaptic imperatives. Mm-hmm. It has um, you know all the spell cards and everything. Um, when I went when I played on my stream game, they asked me because I guess Manny didn't have tokens for all of his shit, and he needs a lot of tokens for all his spells and abilities. Uh, so they had to like make him tokens, I don't know, for the previous day for his army. And the judges asked me, he's like, do you have, do you have tokens and stuff? And I was like, I was like, this ain't amateur hour. Like, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> if you're going to an event, you need to have the stuff to play your army and make it so your opponent knows. Like, and isn't I, that like an ITC, like rule or is that just an ITC event? It's no, ITC code of conduct. It actually says it in there. It's the code of conduct. It's also common fucking sense rule. Yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, there was, uh, you know, I think like Lennon had like little pieces of paper at least with stuff written on him. But yeah. He didn't have synaptic imperative cards, but it wasn't a huge you know synaptic imperatives aren't like a honestly not a big deal. Um, well, synaptic imperative, you know, it's it's that's an army wide thing. That's not a yeah, you know, just this specific unit can be confused with this specific mm-hmm. unit thing. So, but it's still it's like a one it's the once once per round thing. So you need to have a card to you know to know like so whenever mine was out, I throw it on the middle of the literally basically the middle of the table. And honestly, half the time I would still forget about it. Uh, but at least I had the card there, so in case I remember it, I'd be like, "Yeah, see, this is the card that's out is what it is." But so I don't know. I mean, the judges, I thought the judging was good, but the way they run the event with the rounds going over so much and just a few of the other things, I'm not a, not a huge fan of. And I fuck, it. I don't like the train. I really don't. No. Like certain armies. Like when I played against Lennon, and that's what was so what's what kind of made it. At least, at least we were both playing a mirror match with Crack and Nids, who can actually go far enough to get around the runes. But if we were playing like a, a mirror match or something else, we both would just sit at the front of the runes and be like, "I can't charge you, you can't charge me." Uh, whoever goes second wins the game. Like so, every the my three, I don't really count. I mean, the last round that I that I I just kind of ran at him. I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, that was technically a loss, but if you look at the other two games where I actually played the whole thing out, both those games I went first in and had to be the aggressor. And with how GW train is, like, GW favors going second so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Because if you can just hide, you're literally, like, you're, you're going to get the big score on primary on the last round. So your opponent, if you assuming secondaries are equal, your opponent has to be the one to make a move or you just win the game. And battle points don't matter, so winning by one point or winning by fifty doesn't matter with that format. So, but. yeah, I I I don't I don't like the opponents win percentage of the opponents strength schedule or your, your opponent's strength schedule your strength schedule. God damn it, being a determining factor. I just think it completely takes it out of your hands as a player, and it also I think it incentivizes things like you know the Manny not getting five rounds in and not his score didn't matter, you know, cause Sean Naden's going to have a high, a high percentage. 
you know, all of his opponents are going to have a high percentage. So, like, that score didn't matter, you know. And I, I think that's one thing that's not considered is, like, you know, I know, like, Kelly and some of the guys from Goonhammer were big advocates of it. And, uh, you know, I just I just don't think it's good metric. You know, I think it should be battle points because battle points are reflective on how you play the game. And you can't pick your players or your opponents. You know, if you're going to let me pick my opponents and I can pick stronger opponents, sure, you know, let's do it. But That's I can't kind of like I, I got I got kind of screwed in that sense, right? Dan went three and out, or three and one uh, had strong opponents able to make the top sixteen. I go three and one had three weak opponents, one decent opponent, and I get knocked out of it because of that kind of thing. Well, what round did you lose to? I ran. I lost around four. Oh yeah, see, I was I lost around the way it works too. So you need to lose in like the final round or maybe round three. And have like I did have really strong opponents. Yeah, no, I'd like my opponent win percentage. I think after my loss, I think it was like a fifty-one. Oh yeah, mine was like yeah sixty-eight or sixty-nine. So yeah, but it literally is. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of it. I guess so. I don't mind it for a tiebreaker, maybe. That's how Admec that guy. I think it should be a third tiebreaker though. Yeah, it should be after battle points, not before. Yeah. I'm sure there's some way, some way to do it, but I don't know. I it just felt weird when battle points, like they wanted the scores, but it didn't literally meant nothing. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, would I do another GW event? Uh, if it, I, I would never fly to one. Uh, if there's one in driving distance, I'd consider it. But I, I, uh, especially it's just like last year. One last year after the the, the games. Like toward the end of it, I was like, I am sick of this train, and especially my last three games against Flamers, I, you know, it it was because it, it was the same train deployment basically, mm-hmm. and every one of those opponents does the way those the way the way Flamers are, they just it's it's just Flamers are so good on that train because they can hide, and if you leave your your building at all, you're fucked. You're just gonna get shot. So, you know, that's I don't know. I just, go second, I, right? Go second. Yeah, go second or just uh, play on not. I, they they almost need another. They almost need another terrain deployment or something, mm-hmm. or do something to make make some. I don't know. Make it different because the last five games on the same train is is definitely a little old. My thing is yeah. like for what what I spent on just the ticket alone, uh, right? You could go to two other GTs locally for that or within driving distance for that. Um, I just felt like, I mean, terrain was annoying, and I just felt like there, there like wasn't enough. I felt gypped, if that makes sense. Like every every local GT, right? You're gonna have solid terrain, uh, whereas the um, Games Workshop ones, right? You have your your two or four pieces of terrain on the corners that literally do nothing, uh, and then after that, you have you know eight other pieces of terrain uh, on big clear bases. And that's it. I just I don't know. I felt like I got gypped a little bit with that, so. I mean the the hotel, like they keep having these in the downtown areas, and at least KC was not as bad as Austin was last year, as far as like food costs went. Oh lord, yeah. yeah. But the hotel, uh, the hotel was probably the most. Exp- I, w- I want to say it was more expensive than Austin for the hotel. The breakfast was good. Like you get a good breakfast cheap there. At the, did you go like the upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs to the restaurant. There wasn't a buffet, was there? No, there were but you get like biscuits and gravy with bacon for like ten bucks. 
Oh, yeah. I just grabbed a little coffee downstairs. I wanted to. Now the rest of you, you get free coffee up at the restaurant, too. So, uh, but no, I, yeah, but the, the hotel itself, because you guys didn't stay there, but I think we, for, uh, it was like 710 bucks between three nights in the room and uh, parking, which is, uh, it go, I don't know. Especially with the thing, it starts at, you basically, you need to be in the, in the venue by 9 a.m. And it realistically, you're not getting done until about 8 o'clock at night. So, or, you know, there's probably somebody in your group that's not done until 8 o'clock. So it's not like you have, and it's not like you have a ton of time to go out and like, you know, by the time you go get dinner, it's, and you're done with that, it's 10.30. So it's not like you have time to go see the town. So I almost wish they would just either have it and like. And you know what You know what would help that? Or make that easier hmm. if they actually made everybody finish their games on time, oh, yeah. <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, I did that. All my games that were like lunchtime games went up and into lunch, and like all my teammates had left, gotten lunch. You know, one day Ben Sherwin actually brought back lunch for me, and uh, then another day, like someone else got me a lunch. And uh, dude, I need to give a shout out to uh, Brett uh, Urbanowski. Uh, that dude, one day he went up. And, like, it was the last sandwich, and he grabbed it. I said, was that the last sandwich? And he goes, yeah. I was like, fuck. And he goes, what? I was like, "Never." that's cool, man. He's like, nah, you can have it. And, like, he went and ate somewhere else. And I was like, I was like, so I was, uh, I got to stop talking. I got to have, like, a 90-day moratorium on Team Texas shit talk now because Brett was super cool with me. <laughs> let me have the, <laughs> let me have the last sandwich. So, but, uh. Yeah, no, that sandwich was way too fucking expensive. Fifteen yes. bucks for that shit was like trash. I mean, I just I mean, walked the, 30, the five thirty minutes. in Austin. Yeah. So you, you know, some of that, some of that, yeah. And the food shit's not necessarily on GW, so like I tend to like look at that a little bit, a little bit less. But I do think you could do some things about the event to make it, you know, make it better. Like you know, at Monkey, we started the rounds a little bit earlier. You know, made sure the rounds all fired on time and and got done so people could go out and enjoy the city could go out and sit you know like we all went and sat on a patio you know and had drinks and had supper and spent what two hours out there oh yeah. you know you could have done that in kansas city because we got done with seven thirty, eight o'clock you know two hours puts you at 10 30 something and well because they do breaks between every, every round too so yeah and it's and it's three hour rounds so it's like there it's three hour rounds and people still aren't finishing their games or right? i mean there's games only getting through turn three which is yeah, kind of insane. Well, and you do have a mixture. You know what's weird is like I thought about that a few times, and there's a mixture of the of like the you know the filthy casuals all the way up to like you know the John Lennons, if you look at that spectrum. But like a lot of times though, it wasn't necessarily like the filthy casuals. You know, it was it was guys I were playing that like had a winning record. You know, it was guys that had you know no losses that were just taking their their sweet ass time and. And uh, so I wonder, too, if, like, sometimes people just, you know, they rise the level of their expectations. So if you set the expectation that you, know, you got three hours and even if you don't get done in three hours, we're just gonna let you play it out. And if you can't play it out, we're going to have a judge come by and talk it out. You know, some people don't give a shit and they'll just push that to its limits, you know, because yeah. it, it behooves them in the game. And, you know, so that's maybe something I would look at improving or changing as far as an approach and. And I do think there's a time and a place for a yellow card or a red card. And, and I'm really surprised that that's, you know, but I like yeah, the yeah. events. Yeah. You know, I do like the events. I did, uh, 
I guess running down the rest of my stuff, guys, I'm kind of rambling here, but I do, I do agree. The terrain got kind of stale. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, it's, it really got pretty stale and, you know, the thing about player placed, and I think most people that know what they're doing with player placed terrain will cut off, you know, corner to corner shooting lanes. And some of the missions with some of those train setups, you know, you just had board long shooting lanes. Yeah. Lanes. You know, you could basically touch one piece of terrain and shoot from one end of the board to the other. And, you know, that's kind of what you want. I don't know. I feel like you'd want to avoid that. But as and as and as easy as it was to kill stuff in that train, that's why I'm surprised shit, you know, games took so long too. You'd think everybody would be killing stuff faster, picking up stuff off the board, but nope. <sighs> Yeah, day one, uh, day one terrain definitely felt a little Gettysburg-y, like, right after you leave your terrain. It's just like, all right, here are your massive shooting lanes. I hope you can get across in a turn. Yep. No, I, I had a, it was a fun event. I had, I played eight good opponents, no, no issues at all. So, like, it was just a few, few minor things about how they, how they run their event. But I don't, I don't expect them to change. So, but, yeah. I wonder, oh, uh, you know, the one thing I wondered, so, I mean, straight up after the balanced data slate, if I could have refunded my hotel, I would have probably skipped it. Um, but I couldn't get a refund of the hotel, so it's kind of locked in. Um, you know, I wonder how many people, because I'm honestly surprised there wasn't more people there. Because uh, they had 180 something for 40K, uh, which isn't bad considering that's probably, that's about what their average is. I think. I, feel like their lower ones have been like a hundred people their bigger ones have been like just just about 200 so but i'm i was surprised there wasn't more people there with how essentially located casey is so but i wonder how many people i wonder how many tickets they sold versus how many people dropped um because it, it felt like there was you know i don't know i just felt like there'd be more people there than, than actually i felt like i heard something about 200 plus people registered um and then they uh kind of only 180 people showed Mm-hmm. And I think by the last game, I think we counted. I think the last round there was only sixty games, so like maybe by by game seven, like a third of the field had dropped. Yeah. So, but yeah. I think I mean like with that too. It's like I feel like for for the company who you know runs this tournament, you should get a little bit better uh, swag bag rather than you know. Uh, you know, water bottle is going to break the first time you drop it when it's full, and ten dollars off in their store. Like, I know, I know you can spend more money and get models, but it's just like, all right, here's your other space marine that's the same pose as everybody else. It's like yeah, a different you color. Extra, you got to spend the extra fifty bucks to. Get and I think you get a T-shirt or something like that too. But it's just like a glass. You know, yeah, it's just. I feel like they could have done better. Right? Give us a pot, like a, a paint pot and a and a paintbrush too, or something like that. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. I that's one thing that I, you know, I do have to stipulate that I've you know I've been on the events team and I've helped with these events, so you know I do have a little bit of how the sausage is made. But uh, you know, so I just kind of I keep my mouth shut sometimes and just listen to what my guys are saying and what my guys are giving feedback about. And and one of the things that you know our our locals did make feedback about was, you know, I think they were a little bit surprised by the swag i think they expected a little bit more out of uh mm-hmm. you know they expected a little bit more out of a gw event than, than what they wound up with so they were kind of they're kind of like huh okay 
Because GW is ultimately trying to make money off of these, correct? I mean, they're... I don't know. Okay. I mean, it could be something where they're just trying to spread the word and taking it as a loss leader type deal. They're using it as a as a a meta watch article, yeah, uh, <laughs> content feeder. You know, and I will say, uh, Brant wasn't there, right? Yeah, Brant was not there. Brant was in hiding. He couldn't show his face from the shame of the balanced data slate, which was appreciated. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, I. Man, I you know the Metal Watch came out today, and I you know I talked about it a little bit earlier, and I'm pretty, you know I don't know, man. It feels like now they're just throwing salt on it and just letting you, because like There's, to come back and like have this whole philosophy as to why they, you know, the dog ate their homework, you know, just like oh we like to do this incrementally, you know, because they feel that's the best way to make adjustments. Basically, what they're telling you is like you know they're in my opinion like the you know I don't fucking care if there's a problem. You know, you just get used to it. It's going to take forever to get it fixed. And, like, that's not really what I want to hear. I want to hear that, like, you're willing to you're willing to make changes. You're willing to fix the game. Because that's what you're supposed to have been doing all along. And I don't know why all of a sudden now it's changing. And why all of a sudden now it would be different. You know, it's six months left in this edition. Let's just fucking write it out. Or I guess seven months left in the edition. Let's let's keep doing what you've been doing. Are we, yeah. I mean, are we pretty positive coming out next summer? Well, I mean, if you look at the lifespan of edition, it's usually what three years. Yeah, it it's, 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 yeah. There's enough things coming out. It's probably gonna be next summer. I got. I'm looking something up though because their stupid article made made me have a thought, and I need to look. So their article in their article, they were like, "Well, let me let me look." Okay, so in the top eight, we had orcs, cast space marines, demons, nids, nids, uh, demons. T sons and demons, and then blood angels. So, and then in their in their community article, uh, let me find it. They had some little stupid blurb in there, like because they basically in the community article they were like the top five is uh you know one nid and one blood angel, two chaos demon armies, the blood angel and thousand sons, and a a tyranids, a heartening display of variety. I was like. What you what like you're you're only look you you pick out top five which nobody does everyone's like top four top eight and then you and you still have a double up in that fucking thing and then the T Suns player has got demons in their fucking list so like there's not a heartening display of variety you stupid fucks so what do you guys think happened to uh what do you guys think happened to uh, Harlequins uh <laughs> so I think Harlequins and Cam brought Harlequins. Cam, I- I'm surprised he didn't just start drinking hard because Harlequins have some bad matchups, uh, Flamers and Creations of Bile being some of them. And there was there was a lot of Flamers at this at this event. Yes, fair amount of Creations of Bile because Cam hit most of them. Like in his, I think he played Demons in three of his first five games. He was a salty boy. He was very salty. Fucking flamers, because <laughs> they just wreck. They just wreck. But I think, uh, honestly, like so, I think Harlequins had bad matchups. Harpster, you know, played well but had a good run. But Demons kind of weren't out. I don't. I feel like they weren't really out in force Mm-mm. at Chicago, where it feels like there was a shitload. Demons made up twenty five percent of the top four plus, and that's just the pure demon list. I think, or not top four. Twenty five percent of the top sixteen were demons. Not including one or two lists that had demons souped in them. So, 
I think, uh, and, and when I say demon soup, I mean flamers. So I think uh, the meta just evolved a little bit over the last month. And especially on GW train, Harleys are good. Flamers are better. So that makes sense. I just, uh, I don't know. I've just, I've just, I was surprised not to see a better show of force form when I, I, my opinion of them, whether they're a tier or, you know, they're up there in the top tiers. And uh, to seem kind of not be represented anyway. Was... There wasn't any uh, any top players playing them either. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't really any top players playing Necrons. I don't think I can't remember if there was, but I don't feel like there was. There wasn't a lot of Necrons. I don't remember. I feel like there wasn't a lot of Necrons. There was that uh, that vehicle character nerf was too strong. They all put yeah. them on the shelf. So, but then and then there was there's still there's a good amount of Nids there. There's a good amount of Demons. Good amount of Chaos Space Marines. Uh, there wasn't. It didn't feel like there. I was don't that. feel like there was a lot of chaos race rings. I really didn't. Uh, I mean, there was Ben who got fucking wrecked. Um, so it's like I felt like it was. It I was, take that back. Ben had his draw was against a Necron player. So it was like a bunch of knights, chaos, and imperial varieties. It was demons, and it was nids. I think were the the big four. Yeah, there was creations at the top, and then maybe that was it. Uh, I think there's at least one or two other Chaos Space Marine players I see I saw running around, but yeah. But I don't even think that that creation list was anything special. I was like, we kind of just thirty possessed and ten. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, all right, I'm gonna run at you, kind of thing. He lost uh, basically. I think he's. I think he said he lost like twenty possessed in one turn against Mandy to yeah to, to mortals. So it's no bueno. What do you think, Mandy's list? Uh, what do I think of his list? Propped up um, by flamers. Yeah, the flamers are a big key component of it, and so so I guess, and this is probably just me not playing against it. If I were to play it again, I'd probably put less emphasis on trying to to, to, to tie it up. But everyone, the whole event, dude, because Manny was like after his games, you could people were like, dude, he did sixty mortal wounds in a turn. He did. You know, he did whatever, whatever, and just murked half my army. So he, because he had, there's some stupid combo where you can cast the Infernal Gateway, whatever the demon spell is, and then you can use the Cabal points to copy it and cast it again. Mm -hmm. So people who bunched up too much uh, were basically getting just a mortal wound bomb blown up in their face, hardcore. So I, I, I was denying his ability to do that. Which was the right play, and the, but then I made the mistake of then going out of my way to try to tie up that uh, caster, to to make that harder for him to do. When I was already denying denying him the ability to do that well, that I didn't really need to do that. But but uh, anyway, I, honestly, uh, I think Manny's list was strong. But like the end of that game, if he would have he uh, he went in with his his terminators, what what we what, where we the end of the game was his terminators moved and then double moved and charged onto my home objective uh and how'd they double move the spell i don't think you can charge after warp time they, that it's not warp time it's oh it's, a different it's our duplicity spell or no it's, spell it's or... The, yeah it's a temporal whatever yeah. they can still charge after that one so so that was and that so that and once he did that it was basically game because that allowed him to get a far enough away from other stuff and then put it behind a wall again uh but Oh, I don't remember, but it was one of those. Uh, 
It was one of those where if he if he failed the spell, his plan would have failed. He he actually failed the charge and had to use his last CP to reroll to make the charge. So there was a lot of his list almost has like a lot of potential failure points in it. They're not none of them are super likely, but any one of those happening would have uh, instantly been bad. So uh, and, and like I said, I think if I would have tweaked my the turn that I went in, I think it was second or third turn, the turn I went in hard. If I would have tweaked my allocation of my attacks better, uh, I would have killed a couple Terminators, left a couple Rubrics alive, and that might have been enough to to swing that and, and halt that Terminator blob from ever really getting as deep as they did. And then I think it's still a game. But it was it was a strong list. Like, I've never seen anyone go that hard into to Mortal Wounds. But... Flamers are bullshit. Flamers so. <laughs> are spore mines are bullshit. Spore mines, dude. That's the thing too. Is like spore mines, and if if my opponent kept the spore mine count under control, it wasn't as bad. But the second they stopped, it was. That's where you could just. That's where the games like felt like they. That's where it was like, okay, there's too many spore mines for you to deal with. Now I win. That's kind of what it almost felt like because it's like you can't you you can't push forward kill my stuff and kill the spore mines like you got to pick so you either go up and and kill my stuff and eat spore mines to the face because there's too many of them or you kill the spore mines and eat my army to the face like it's it's pretty stupid so they uh spore mines are and that's the other thing is is spore mines uh the spore assist works on the because gw ruled it the way they ruled fortifications uh so in reality the spore assist really shouldn't even work on GW train uh, by rules in the book. And then, and then the Sporosis works in player player placed. So, I, but like if you're playing over in, in the UK with those train formats, like WGC doesn't even allow fortifications. So you can't even use that there. Really? Yep. And then I think the UK TC train, I don't think it, I'm not sure if they allow it or not, but I don't think there's even a good like there's not great spots for you to put a spore assist that is just not gonna die to shooting. So, so it's it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a I don't know just a, an issue here. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess we gotta wait till January, huh? We're just stuck with this shit till January, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. And That's... and. Probably end of January too, right? They're probably gonna wait till after LBO. Yeah, it'll, it'll uh, be like it'll be January thirty first at eleven fifty nine p.m. And, nah, uh, it'll be it'll be the week before, week after, like the week of LBO, like it was last year. Oh, uh, where it doesn't matter, kind of thing. Where it's after the cutoff. Yeah. So, but I mean, it it does it does it matter? Do you have faith that GW is gonna actually? <laughs> I have no faith that they're gonna get it right. So. I'll just, uh, I won't be pre-ordering a, a GT book. I'll be scouring the internet, and I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason. I haven't bought a GT book all year, so there's no really reason to. But That was one thing I thought about, too, was, like, you talked about the train being repetitive. Uh, I was at the point with the missions where I was yes. kind of like, man, some missions would be cool. Some some different different styles or different ways of doing things on this would be dope. But Yeah. Well, guys, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? You want to call tonight there? You guys yeah. What do you guys think uh, about the uh, the scandal at the uh, was it SoCal Open or Barry Bay Area? Oh, I don't even care about that. So. The what death I threats. 
They, there's no death threats. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, fuck. I got something to say about that. So, first off, I hate that shit. I'm like, show the receipts. Like, shut the fuck up and show the receipts or go home. Like, that, that dude, like, every time someone gets in a pinch on the internet or gets in a pinch or they catch themselves in the bind, you know, the first response is like, I received death threats. No, you didn't. Like, post the receipts or shut the fuck up. Because, it, I don't know, it's the internet, man. People talk shit on the internet. You know, if you got a viable death sh- threat, show me the viable death threat. You know, I, I don't buy that shit. You know, I gotta take care of the safety of my family. No, you don't. You should have been fucking cheating. And quit yeah. quit falling back on that crutch of just blaming, like, nameless trolls on the internet for threatening you. you know, get the fuck out of here. I hate that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When you first read that, like my whole mind, I'm just going bullshit, bullshit. But thanks. I was on a calm night, Sean. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I, I read you that. Up. That's what I said. I said, eh, whatever. It's stupid. But uh, mid Moses weekend, so that should be should be interesting. Allowing the uh, the land fortresses, right? They're allowing all uh, all release <laughs> stuff or whatever. I, I think so. I don't care. Uh, it's yeah, like. I don't know. People are still crying over Votan, but like, I don't know. They're not as good as they. They're not as good as they should be. Let's put it like that. So. Yeah, my my pre-orders were not great for them. So. It's... I didn't. I didn't pre-order anything. So I will. I'll pick it up after I get the first stuff painted, or I'll order it from China, or I'll print it because there's some really good stuff <laughs> files out there. But Uh-oh. yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. Uh, Siegler had a. Uh, I one of the Art of War podcasts. He talked about the Votan nerf for like twenty minutes. So, what do you have to say? He has some good points. He's basically saying what I said. Like they just don't have enough stuff anymore, so they can't unless they trade equal or up. They're going to lose. So, it's it's kind of like right. It's that whole oh we're soft handed in all our uh, all our nerfs yeah. and then Votan. Yeah. So it's it's, it's it's the whole thing. But so I don't and that's and that's my my opinion of it. And we'll see. You know, uh, LVO will be. Is, is LVO. Uh, what do we got? Is that the next biggest event? Like the next Super Major is LVO? Probably. There's one this weekend in uh, the UK, but I think that might be the last one they have. And then it might be LVO. So we probably won't know till LVO, but I, I, I'm not expecting a top player to bring Votan to LVO if they're trying to win it. Siegler might try to bring Votan just because he's not even trying to win ITC this year. I don't think he has enough events. So he hasn't really gone to, to anything, I don't think. So, uh, But if anybody anybody in the running for ITC, I'm calling it now, they're not going to be playing Votan. So Votan, essentially what, what Siegler, what it boils down to is they're a gatekeeper army. Like they're a mid-table gatekeeper. Like the top players... We'll bring lists and stuff that have ways to beat them, and they're gonna just slap the shit out of the kind of the middle tables, probably. So, anyway, but uh, well, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Hopefully, hopefully, I get to play uh, dwarfs because I know dwarfs uh, don't really have an answer for spore mines, so that should be fun. <laughs> or smites, or mortal wounds, or the reaper of obliterax. There's, there's a lot, so. Fucking dirty meta chaser. Hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm barring on one more weekend, and then, I, and then I'm gonna get him out of here. I actually don't like the list. Um, I don't like playing Tyranids. So. Uh, 
What, what's the weekend you're borrowing them for? Fucking for police? Mimbo. No, oh, okay. I'm borrowing them. I'm just borrowing them for this. Because it was Saturday night at, at GW, and I was like, shit. And I had to submit a list, so I just copy-pasted the same thing. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Well, guys, if you have not, uh, shit, the list has probably been in, but does Mimbo have any more tickets, you think? I think they have a couple. Mm-hmm. They yeah. didn't sell out, for sure. They were competing i think they were in the mid 40s maybe 50 people signed up so yeah so it's, it's a good a good tournament so if it you're is. looking to go to you should go um i would definitely be there if i did not have a comic con to work this weekend so you should go try to make out. that money gotta shake my money maker to comic mm-hmm. crowd this weekend so this dan leave yeah no i'm still here okay but uh well let's go around the horn and uh gtfo um, I don't have anything else. Just uh, I'll do the uh, Lord Marshall rankings as an intro to the podcast, so we don't have to screw with it. It don't tonight. even matter yet. There's not enough events. Yeah, they're not. But uh, Jason Arnold gave me some stats on how many games were played last year and how many players, unique players, were in the in the conference, and it's kind of cool. So I'll talk about it. Uh, what about the stats of where's my LVO ticket? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lordy <laughs> Jesus, Sean, you got anything? Uh, we got uh, New Year's knockout January 14th, 15th. Sign up. Yeah. Did I buy a ticket for that yet? I don't know. Not for <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is the, is the bounce data still going to be out by then? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Probably the weekend after, right? Before yeah. we decided. Probably, actually. So. Yeah. Oh, shit. I bought a ticket for Perils before I bought uh, New Year's yeah, Knockout. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I unfortunately can't do Perils. Uh, it's the girlfriend's birthday that day, so... Uh, fucking bring an army and make her play. Well, maybe. Now well, we're on to something. Yeah. But, all right. Danny, anything? No. Nope. Don't do back-to-back back tournament weekends. It's, it's rough. It is rough. I had, a, I, had a, I had a month last year. I did four in a row, and I was over it. You psycho. So. Yeah, I know. So, all right, guys, if we gave it was easy, it would be your mom. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, good episode, guys. Thanks, Dan and Sean, for joining me. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>